1: Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the Lions.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Pulling oh, the boxes, will skip TV, dear listeners, welcome to Friday Night Lights here in South Bermondsey, Millwall versus Cardiff City in the Championship. My name, of course, is Nick Hart, you are, of course, mm-hmm. listening to Afton Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast, and it's a cold, dark, cold winter's evening here in South Bermondsey. Um, temperature's, um, I don't know if it's quite zero, but it's pretty cold, cold enough to... Um, Make my teeth chatter walking down the road. Very old evening, isn't it? Of course, it's a little bit like the morning after you've had a row with your missus. What with the uh, debacle that was Tuesday night's away fixture in the FA Cup at Rochdale. We're going to be covering that at half time. I spoke to John Shipman, our Northern correspondent, who was at Rochdale uh, the other night. So we're going to hold off on the comment till um, half time. So it's definitely going to concentrate tonight's action between Millwall and Cardiff. Cardiff wearing a, a, a bizarre uh, luminous green shirt and blue shorts and white stockings. It looks like a, an afterthought of a kit. It's, 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 it's one of the oddest kits I've seen in my footballing life. Lions, of course, in their dark blue and white shorts. On the big screen, the big news is, of course, the return continues. Tim Cahill sits on the bench for tonight. He's just on the big screen here in the stadium. So tonight's team, you've got Jordan Archer and Goldback, line, James Meredith, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper, Marlon Romeo. In midfield, Harry Warren's favourite, Ryan Tunnicliffe, alongside Jules Savile. On the wing, of course, Jed Wallace, and making his debut tonight, uh, Wolves slowly, Ben Marshall. It'll be interesting to see how he looks. Up front we have Steve Morrison, Lee Gregory, sitting on the bench, Dave Martin, David Martin, Conor McLaughlin, Sean Williams, Tim Cahill, the return, Fred Onyudemmer, Tom Elliott and Jason Shackell. Elliott, Williams and Fred all taking quite a bit of criticism, of course, after that poor result, but we'll save that up for time.
2: Achtung, Mehlball
0: It's a nice touch, it's a memorial day, um, I, I slightly missed this, a reef has just been laid in the in the centre circle, teams lined up around the centre circle, and there's you are going got a um, minute's of applause, I'm going to read some of these names on the big screen, Peter Alger, Julie Arnold, Leslie Boma, George Carlo, Ted Cochran, Nicky Cooper, Shirley Ann Corcoran, uh, John Davis, Mel Davis, Colin Donaghy, Charlie Fenlon, Billy Forsyth, Terry Hobbs, Ernie Grass Cook, Rosemary Avery Hardley, Mark Lum, Catherine Lowe, Steve King, Peter King, John Kemp, David Maslin, Steve Metcalf, Stephen Kit Mordy, Albert Murray, Penny Priest, Terence Richard Pullin, Stephen James Prale, Graham Payne, Lee Ridgewell, Fred Roberts, Kevin Skates, David Smith, Dorian Smith, Bill Wald, Rosalind Upton. Ben Thatcher, Edward Staley, Maureen Sonpa, John Webb, Anthony, Ronnie Webster, John Welsh, Kim West, Frankie Wright, Rene Woods, and that's all I could get here. I'm sorry, there are many more names I was able to read there. We remember them all. It's a really nice touch by the Football Club. I hope that uh, a name that you recognise was read out there, and I apologise to those, I couldn't, couldn't keep pace for the changing screen there. Decent looking crowd, Blow Lane, looks um, a good, you know, fullish. Uh, opposite the docker stands also foolishly the family stands a little bit emptier so there's a decent crowd in there tonight dear listeners Lions are going to kick us off they're going to be attacking the away end in the first half as is right and proper under the Millwall parliamentary act 1979 the Millwall act back its off regulations morrison gets us away tonight's game is of course being broadcast live around the globe around the planet on sky television so I always feel a bit odd when I do these podcasts when everyone in the world has seen the game because everyone around the world will be watching this, won't they? Um, so my, my podcast can only add my own colour and thoughts and ruminations to what you'll have seen already. But I hope you enjoy it nevertheless. Talking of parliamentary acts, I really do think there should be some kind of football regulation of horrid kits. I was looking online earlier on today on the Twitter, which is always a madhouse, a, a modern-day bedlam, Royal Bethlehem Hospital of Mental Illness and Madness and there were some various designs for kits for European clubs including Juventus, one of which was like a um, Roy Lichtenstein style cartoon strip for, for Juventus, so apparently designed by fans, so it'll go for your, your head if you design that as your football club's kit, I, I really don't know. It's so an early free kit for Cardiff over on the left side, one and a half minutes on the clock. It's like a little bit of um, petulance by the 33, waving away a defence, drawing some comments kind out of booking, on Romeo I think, Going to be a free kick on the left-hand side, here we go, a bit of pushing shoving in the box, it's lofted into the middle and that's punched clear, punched rather than caught by Jordan Archer, Um lines will break, this is Tunnycliffe, looks like he's going to be forced out on the halfway line for a throw-in, um, a decision to punch rather than catch by Jordan Archer there, it's long throw forwards, this is Lee Gregory inside the penalty area, his layoff towards Marshall there was a little inaccurate and uh, Cardiff bring away mistake uh, by uh, Romeo and now Cardiff break there, throw on, on, on the uh, defence, that's a shot, that's 1-0 Cardiff from the edge of the D, shot from outside the box, Cardiff 33's making a, a like a, a flappy bird sign to the crowd and he's gone over to the crowd, that's going to end well isn't it, he's gone over to the cold blow lane in. there's blokes coming down to the front now. obviously he makes a flappy hand sign to them, he's decided to turn his back to them now I would advise against that kind of thing on a night like this, 1-0 Cardiff as it is 3 minutes gone, let's watch the replay uh, error by Marlon Romeo allows a 33 to break forwards and he shoots from the edge of the, of the D into the uh, the bottom right corner. Archer nowhere near it and we have a flare, a blue flare on the pitch from the Cardiff end. That's Cardiff, um, Warlock coming into the game tonight said that this is the kind of game he likes, it's rough and ready and he likes that kind of thing and the uh, pressing high by the Cardiff forward there has won the ball and, and won that first goal for him. Uh, Archer got a hand to that but couldn't get enough on it. They've taken an eternity to reform I hope the referees are adding this on at the end of the, uh, the first half. Let's put the lines on the back foot. Four minutes gone. A good minute of that has been waiting to reform after the goal. One of the football's odd moments. I might do a series one time of football's odd moments. A bloke sitting down to my right. A, a day stripper, I think we're going to call him. Eldy um, Shaq, bald. Bald and Eldy. I don't know why the baldness comes into it. But he was actually reading the book as I walked in. It had the, kind of, the look of a religious tract as I walked in. And he's gone doing his nut the stewards walked right down to the front, I think he's claimed he couldn't see, but I don't know why he can't see, but anyway, um, what an odd situation, Anyways, he's gone right down to the front, so now he can see, uh, hopefully he finds some solace in the uh, pages of his religious tract, crowd on the back foot here a little bit, this is the 44th, Cardiff on the halfway line, 5 minutes, comes towards the 6 minutes, gone for a Cardiff throw, a controversy about the choice of team up there at uh, Spotland and the chance blown of a a home game versus Spurs in the FA Cup. We'll we'll tackle that at half-time, as I said earlier on. Um, But there was was certainly a need for um, post-rail sex. I think that's the best way I'm going to put it. That kind of um, awkward moment the next day when uh, you've had a a bit of a to-do with your your good lady and uh, you want to, you know, maybe make it up next day, next night, I don't know, whatever, in the afternoon whenever you choose, really, and you need to kind of broach the subject of post-rouse sex. There's a little bit that that kind of sense in here tonight in South Bermondsey, and the early goal is is a little bit like saying the wrong word and maybe even revisiting the scene of last night's row. So, um, no hanky-panky on the cards at the moment for Millwall. Speaking on Twitter before tonight's game, one one tweet. I won't overburden you with tweets, but Dan Wall 06 says Harris needs a win tonight and so proved that playing that team, that second string team uh, at was worth it in inverted commas. Was it worth it? Eight minutes in the goal down. It's probably not feeling like that for, from Neil Harris's point of view. Neil Warlock is an old war also the manager. There he is down on the sidelines. We've seen him a few times over the years here at the den. It's he's kind of a familiar face, isn't he, in a sea of foreign managers. Warnock is one of our own in some respects. He's miserable. He's, uh, you know you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a team of battles. He said so in the pre-match comment. And uh, so far, they're living up to their words here, Cardiff. Oh, the move breaks down. The a, a-, a-, a surging forwards. That was almost danger time there. But the you know, defence recovers there on ten minutes. A little bit panicky. A little bit like the players know the weight of um, expectations on their shoulders tonight. Um, Cardiff and Millwall obviously were one of the fixtures of the 70s and um, anyone that attended any of those mid-1970s Millwall versus Cardiff fixtures home or away knows what I mean by that. There was always um, a rough house, as one old chap once said to me standing on the halfway line. A rough house. I'm sure I have a memory, one one particularly fraught encounter. I think we lost it 2-0, but there was a a breakout from the seating area which uh, used to run along the opposite the halfway line. Uh, a bloke ran out of the crowd, tried to chin on the Cardiff players, and they had to be hauled away by Millwall players and stewards and, and policemen. Um, it be about 6.76, seven, ish something like that, I guess. The olden days, long gone now, the trip to Cardiff earlier in the season was a much more sanitised affair. As, as with so many clubs now, um, the realities of modern football, of course, for better and for worse. I want to say thank you to everybody who supported me on this walk. I'm doing for the uh, the, the uh, young young lady, Isla Caton, the young West Ham lady um, who's suffering with neuroblastema, a form of childhood cancer. You, you'll see it on my Twitter feed. Um, I'm way up over the, over the £1,000 mark now. Um chap earlier on there, I won't name him, um, gave me 20 quid cash to pay in. Massive thank you. There's been so much um, generosity shown towards, towards uh, this cause. It's, it fair takes my breath away. Um, I'll put the, the link to the Just Giving site on the show notes for this, this show, so if you do um, have any spare fivers, tenners, I know we're all tight, I know we're all hurting financially, but if you can spare anything, it's a fantastic cause and it will give this young young little Mike, three years old, fighting for her life a chance to um, go to America and get vital treatment not available here on the NHS. So um, it's a fantastic call. So massive thank you to everyone. A massive thank you to the Southern News, Chiara Giordano, for putting me on the front page this week. Um, that really was appreciated and was most unexpected. James Meredith breaking forward. He wins the ball back there. There's a little one-two with Lee league he gets clipped. It's going to be a free kick from the 33. That's got to be... A yellow card, surely the crowd are balling for it. Referee's not showing any signs of that yet, but that was certainly um, eclipsed Meredith as he was trying to go past him with a free kick for the Lions, left-hand side, couple of yards short of the corner of the penalty area. 14 and a half minutes. Here we go, Jed throws it in deep, that's way, way too long, that's a poor free kick. You do get a different crowd here on a Friday night. Um, you get a, a European crowd. I think, it's, as, as we've said before, it's on the old TripAdvisor. You do get a different set of faces. Um, I suppose the attraction of seeing Tim Cahill's return will play a part in tonight's game It looks it looks like a fairly decent turnout tonight around the ground. At the moment, the performance is not being matching the uh, the decent crowd. but It's certainly different. It's um, I suppose these are the prices you pay for the big time. If we're going to the Premier League, we we'll have to get well used to it, wouldn't we? That moment's never come. Um, do we like it? It's uncomfortable, but equally it's a price you pay, as I say. So um, there we are. Cardiff so far in the ascendancy. Um, they're showing us the way to play, they're moving the ball around quite swiftly and stretching the wall. You're gonna know all this because you've seen it on the telly already. So I don't know what I'm telling you. Why do we bother? Why bother? It used to be a Peter Cook showed in it? Why bother? Lions will have to raise their physical presence. We've, we've bullied teams so far and Cardiff come here to bully us tonight. And so far they're, they're having the uh, the upper hand. 17 minutes, right-sided corner. In it comes. It's into the centre. It's punch clear by Jordan Nash. Is that going go for another corner on the left-hand side? Successive corners. it's got to be on the game. Cardiff is slowing the game down. I don't like something over it. I can't tell you what. Maybe the ball's not quite in the D, or some some minor detail. I don't think it's quite in the D. A couple of inches. It's, it's an eternity taking this corner. Ryan's no got to be on their on their metal here. It's lofted in. That's punched clear again by Joe Nard. Looking dangerous, Cardiff. Looking for that second one. Another corner on the right hand side. Here we Right sided corner. Lofted into the middle. Their post. That's falls to the 19. And shoots um, a country mile wide. As against an English mile, an Imperial mile. That one was a country mile, slightly longer. Cardiff so far has provided a much more physical approach than we've been used to so far this season. And so far they have the upper hand. That's uh, almost runs through the lead, Gregory there. That's spoof clear in the event. So lines are going to have to match fire with fire. Here's Marshall on the left-hand side, 22 minutes. He's got Savile overlapping him, finds him. It's back to Marshall. What can he do? He gets a cross into the middle. Morrison on the far post, he takes on his chest. Can he get, put it in? And he hits the crossbar. Right side, take it on the chest. Take it on the volley. Hits the crossbar. Steve Morrison, 22 minutes. That's got the crowd interested. Another long ball forwards. Finds Morrison on the uh, right hand side. This is Wallace. He can't quite get it in. The free will clear. It's a furiously paced game, dear listeners. That was the first chance for Millwall. Unlucky. Took it well on the chest and got the shot on target, but obviously the crossbar was, uh, you know, an inch lower that would have gone in. We we'll give a big shout out. I don't. That sounds like something out of uh, North Norfolk Digital Radio, doesn't it? There's a big cheer, the one and only going down below us, Tim Cahill, pull himself up. Uh, North Norfolk Digital Radio have shout out. I'm going to so we'll give a shout out to the Milk Supporters Club feed, um, their the Greasy Spoon regular column well worth checking out, the, the, the MSC is, is a changing beast, always seen as something of a joke, this is a 33 whilst I hold up there, 44 on the edge of the penalty area, that's rolls clear, no, still retained there, it's a shot from over the bar, 25 minutes outside the penalty area over the top of the crossbar, yeah the MSC is a changing beast, it's well worth checking out their Twitter feed, it's much more relevant, the uh, column, the Greasy Spoon Boys, were very well written by the uh, MSC's Michael Avery, and I think it's Harry with a load of wise. But it's very witty, very well done. Check it out. One Timmy Cahill. There's only one of them. In addition to my podcast, my, my humble efforts is actually a plethora of um, Lions-related material now going out online. Lions Live Radio is back and, and running again, which is good to see. There was a show um, which uh, Mickey chaired, Mickey Simpson. There's a ball breaking forwards on the right-hand side. It's going to go for a middle corner from Jed Wallace 26 minutes 27 minutes yeah nice show last show uh, Jeff Burdage always an interesting voice um, chaired by Mickey Simpson there's also um, the, the chaps who used to be the old Lions Live Radio if that doesn't sound too much like the Judean People's Front and the People's Front of Judea that's Ted Graham George and Joe Amphlett. Um, called No No Lou Talking No Nights is Talking another podcast on the Millwall so it, there's, there's a, there's a, 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 a plethora Millwall shows that, that call is who's clear 27 minutes well worth checking them all out can't get too much Millwall in my opinion great tackle there by Sean Hutchinson you can hear the crunch did you hear the crunch that's one the ball bases saddle there's a penalty into the box that's uh, taken on the move by Steve Morrison no power really uh, you can't keep it quite comfortably 27 minutes but that, that tackle has um, enlivened the Millwall support there's one thing they do like to hear down here, that's a crunching tackle. That reminded me of when um, Terry Hurlock and, and Peter, Peter Reed met in 1991 when in, in Mill played Manchester City in the, World, in the World Cup, in the FA Cup. Um, and there's a crunch, like the uh, the cracking had awoken when the two met in midfield on a tackle and the ball somehow got between these two uncompromising men, Mountains. Morrison brings the ball straight side there to the penalty area. What can he do? Shot. Unfortunately, with no uh, power, or direction, straight at the goalkeeper. There, the uh, Cardiff defence had reformed enough to, to make it difficult for him. Nice tackle by Morrison. Same kind of thing that uh, Cardiff did to us. That's uh, clearly it's going to be um, a battle of uh, a, a battle of mistakes here tonight. Um, coming towards the 30th minute, Lions have forced their way back into the game. We're a little bit on on our. Um back foot, a bit like a boxer taking a lot of early punches, um, it's taken us a little while to recover our senses, we have recovered our senses in my opinion, as we tick towards the 30th minute, searching for the equalising goal, um, some big chances, obviously but the best chance for to Morrison earlier on, but you do get centre lines are, are trying to feel their way back into this now, just as I said that Cardiff break, on the left hand side, this is the 33. he's been a dangerous player for them, scoring a goal I think wasn't he, pulled into the middle, that's, that's headed clear by Jake Cooper, Two, two forwards in attendance, he had to get that right. Early impressions of Marshall, he looks good. Um, not done anything super-duper so far, but he's, he shows a lot of um, willingness to get into the right positions and that was professional there, so yeah, so far so good for Marshall. So, Tim Kaye on the bench here tonight, warmed up a few minutes ago. Um, he's played uh, 45 minutes for the under-23s on Monday, so I'm not expecting much more than maybe 15, 20-minute cameo, perhaps, maybe less, when he does come in. But he scored a goal on uh, Monday. Calmont, Ray, Calmont, Ray, Calmont Road training grounds been training for two weeks and um, as, as it says on the news it gives Harris another option here tonight right over the top, taken well by Jed Wallace who gets pushed over, wins a free th- kick took well in his stride, Mill players appealing for a card there not going to get it uh, Wallace did well there, he took the ball in his stride, but he didn't really have control of it but it's a draw foul, uh, it's probably a few yards short of the corner flag slightly more advantageous corner but that was um, nicely worked sly cunning cunning as a fox Marshall's gonna take number 44 left side as i say it's probably about four or five yards short of the corner flag And it comes into the middle thanks for, for holding there the referee's not going to give anything there line starting to hit their stride more dear listeners who's worked out is romeo come down the right hand side on the 35th minute all the way back it's going to be Hutchinson that will launch it into the box now and he does Morrison under a lot of physical attention there the referee doesn't see that of course Little ball over the top from Morrison tries to find Gregory he controls it edge of the penalty he takes a shot that's inches wide of in the left hand post nice shot outside the area there probably a couple of uh, foot wide in the left hand post that was a nice taken turn by uh, three Gregory Let's watch it again on the screen takes it wide that's a nice nice effort actually goalkeeper may have had it covered but it went wide 38 minutes. Morrison got ball over the top, finds Wallace on the right side. In the middle is Lee Gregory. What a! Beautiful finish by Lee Gregory! Balling from the right, taken beautifully by Lee Gregory. Finished like a master, like a brother. Like in his prime, 39 minutes. Let's watch it again on the screen. That was a beautiful, beautiful finish, dear listeners. Let's watch it again down the right hand side pull over the top this is ball in from Jed Wallace on the right hand side can't tell from this uh, distance that's a double replay now pull over the top by Jed Wallace Ball in from Jed Wallace rather taken beautifully by Lee Gregory on the move there that's a fantastic finish dear listeners that's your money's worth that puts all the uh, Rochdale nonsense out the window for me and he runs away with his um, doing his uh, dummy business while modern day footballers do that but they do do it Um, I don't understand it but anyway I'll forgive him he's just scored a beautiful goal one each 40 minutes crowd in full voice It's a battle out there dear listeners Morrison's in the middle of it should be a little throwing on the right hand side is that a free kick it's a free kick Lions have sustained the battle They, they, they were on the back foot early on now they are very much on the, in the ascendancy, taking the offensive towards the Welsh like the Anglo-Saxons did, forced them westwards to the nether regions of the country well that's what's happening here tonight, 42nd minute it's gonna be a middle free kick on the right hand side, it's gonna be master that takes lofted it in, it's towards Morrison, Saddle's coming there, It's gone for a, a corner defender number five is on it, 42 minutes left-sided corner Jed Wallace it takes down below me in block one in it comes it's a, it's a deeper ball towards Jake Cooper gets a header to it that's downwards but with no uh, directional power and the goalkeeper can collect so uh, there we are 43 minutes I see a sheep an inflatable sheep being banned around by the wags in the, uh, in the east upper opposite where I stand what we're implying the, the sheep is being thrown around with uh, abandon it's Cardiff 24, 43rd minute the three now over on the left hand side, the 33 I think he's a dangerous play. he's a guy who got the goal he's cut inside, ball into the middle that's headed clear by Hutchinson. On the subject of different crowds a bloke down in front of me with his um, thermos flask as the lines break forwards this is Jed Wallace 44 minutes a little shot blocked there, Tony Tunnicraft to make that tackle he can't How he won like that but it runs through to Meredith yeah, he's got his thermos flask and a nice cup of coffee going on down. I don't blame him, it's quite nice. But um, I've never brought a thermos flask to the football unless it's... Well, I'd never use it as an offensive weapon. I was going to make a joke about it. Look, ball is Marlon Runby. Oh, across the box. Cleared by with desperation by the car defence. Greg was in attendance, but the defence managed to get that one away. Not right-sided cross on 42 and a half minutes. I'm a man of peace. I'm a lover, not a fighter, dear listeners. I'm going to have to imitate my Thermos man down. I'm going to start bringing my marmalade sandwiches and be like uh, it Paddington Bear. He used to go around with his marmalade sandwiches in his, in his rucksack. I think I should have to start imitating that. Clearly a life of comfort to be had. There's a the half-time whistle. Good performance by the Lions. Eh? They were on the back foot, going that early goal down. Cardiff had come here to um, you know, to, to muscle us out of the game. They succeeded to a degree in the early stages. The Lions, though, have, have taken that and have made a comeback. And towards the end, they were looking like the only team likely to score. So at the break, it's Millwall 1 f 1. I'm going to break away now to, to a conversation I had in the week with John Shipman. The debacle that was watched out away in the fourth round of the cup. So we're going to cut now to that conversation with John and we we'll are back after that. Achtung! Mehlball. Mehlball. Huge welcome on the show now to show regular Northern correspondent Achtung Mill, Mr. John Shipman. Welcome to the show, John.
2: Evening, Nick. Are you well?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like most of the Mill support at the moment. Um, now you were at Rochdale. I've written a few notes here, and one note I've written oh, is Rochdale is like the the very epitome of grim northernness. Cold night in Rochdale, and you went there, John.
2: Yeah, and you, you're not wrong now. I mean, there's some grim old places up here, but Rochdale takes the, uh, takes the Eurocake to the Eurocake. From last week's <laughs> episode. And I, uh, I live in Preston myself, so it was a nice, easy one to get across to, but Rochdale makes Preston look like Paris in the springtime. It's unbelievable there. Um, yeah. And I think that's the one, the one good thing about last night, is we all got to leave it. Um <laughs> Other than that, I'm struggling for positives.
0: Uh, it's caused a lot of um, sourness online, John. Um, I mean, we all know the result. This this is going to go out in, in the weekend show, so by now it'll be um, fading into whatever level of memory, painful or whatever people give it. But it, I, I've picked up a lot, and I don't know how you found it on the night, but there's a sudden note of sourness in amongst the mill support. Uh, the way that, um, as many see it, a tie was thrown away. A big tie against Spurs, chucked away with a second string 11. Was that how it was for you on the night?
2: It was. Um, and less. I mean, let's have this right from the start, shall with that pitch. Um, Nick, it's the worst pitch I've seen. It looked um, rough on TV. Yeah. You and I went to the Oldham game last yeah, season, yeah. and it was it was chucking it down, and the pitch was in a terrible state. Yeah, um, we had been at Blackpool away when yeah. you know that was commonly known as like a, a sand a pit, sand for, pit. A, yeah. for a few years. That yesterday took the took the biscuit. Um, it was a terrible old pitch. A third of it looked to be purely sand, and from our vantage point, when the ball made its way over to that sand, because of that sort of. Yellowy orangey tint that it's got on the, the FA Cup ball this year. Yeah. You couldn't see the ball, or I couldn't see the ball, perhaps it's my age and failing eyesight. But, uh, <laughs> so that pitch was terrible, but it was terrible for both teams. It's Absolutely. not like Rochdale use it every week, it's exceptional circumstances that have found them in that position. The key thing is they were a, a team who, for better or worse, it's the 11 they play most weeks. Yep. Um, not that that makes them a decent side because they're down the bottom of League One, but it does make them a side. Whereas we had 11 players who probably haven't even done a training session as a team, if you know what I mean. Because there was, there's one or two regulars in there. There's The balance is squad players, you'd describe them as. And they can come in in isolation and do a job. You know, If there's a particular yeah. injury, they can come in and be schooled along by the rest of the side. Um, but they don't work as a unit together. With all that said, it's not last night I've got a particular problem with. It's two weeks ago when we, we had a nice, on a, on paper, a nice easy tie at home yep. on a pitch of our, our quality, our standard. Yep, yep. The option was there then, regardless of who we were going to get in the next round, the chance was there then to play <coughs> a stronger side than we did. Um, and I absolutely understand why you would rest the likes of uh, Gregory, Morrison, Morrison in particular, Needs a bit of a rest now and again. I, yeah. I get that, but it was wholesale changes in that, that first leg or first tie. Um, it was it was nine players different, and it, it showed, didn't it? Um yes, it did. Particularly that first leg again, after that, that first leg penalty, um, we were 1-0 up. The players didn't celebrate. It looked like they thought it was job done. There was complacency on that pitch, and we got away with it. Well, Last night, all the factors combined, the cold northern night, the, the lousy pitch, um, it just, from beginning to end, it, it just wasn't going to happen last night. Um, no, I can't remember us having a chance, Nick. I can't remember a chance. It was a couple of shots from distance, I think, but there was nothing clear-cut. Um,
0: Watching the highlights, which I know is a, a lopsided view of a game, different when you're there to what you see on the, the edited highlights, your point is correct, John. The, the, they didn't show one Millwall chance. A long-range pot shot that wasn't—I wouldn't call it a chance. It was just a, a punt towards goal. Um, the this this comes down to Neil Harris. I think we've got to tell it like it is. He's done huge amounts for our club, and we're going well in the league. But you know, as someone put on the um, on, on the net after the first result, so at the den. Since when did Millwall? disrespect the FA Cup? Who are we to disrespect a competition that you and me are both old enough to remember in its, in its glory days? I, I don't get that. It's something that's yeah. hard to, well, to grasp.
2: There's there's two things here, I think. I think the first thing, Neil Laris to me, you know, I'm sat in my study, so I'm, I've got my sainted Neil Laris picture looking down at me. <coughs> yeah. um, he, he's got credit in the bank as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yes, yeah. he cocked yeah. up. He cocked up over the two legs. But I think for Millwall, that's a, a factor of where we are now. We didn't play a squad last season. We didn't rotate the squad because we didn't have a squad to rotate. It was very small last season. Yeah, it's, it's trying, He's trying to grow a squad. It's a, a factor of where we are now. Lots of championship sides will play their second string, for want of a better expression. And the, the fact of the matter is our second string ain't that good yet. It's
0: not good enough, um, John.
2: He it? needs a couple of windows to build that up. Um, and I think he's sort of been lured into the... The, the popular, I don't know, snake oil salesman thing that you need a squad and you need a you need to play that squad in these FA Cup games and it and the wider point is how did we get here? I mean, leaving aside us, yeah. leaving aside who we were playing next, it's the FA Cup. Yeah. The FA Cup is beautiful. We yeah, go to the, yeah. we go to the football museums and I take me some to the football museum. There are kids queuing up for their picture with the FA Cup. Absolutely, and you—it's you, lovely. You just think, Ricky Villa, Mickey Thomas, Ian Rush—all these iconic. Ian Rush knocking that um, camera over in the back. Just—it's full of these moments. Iconic and, moments, I agree. I and agree. it's like it's all—it's all just been chucked away. And it's not just—it's not just the top table Premier League clubs who are doing it with the Champions League on the horizon. It's now. It's, it's like cancer that's spread throughout football that you can't play your strongest side in the FA Cup. You have to pay the reserves and you mix it up a bit. And I don't know, it just feels awful. It's a sad day. I I, I do agree.
0: I mean, you've, you've chosen some good iconic moments in the FA Cup history. Let's, let's throw in um, Tim Cahill's goal in, in 2004,
2: yeah. Mark let's... Kennedy, Ibrick.
0: You know, let's let's go back to at um, our, our quarter f- uh, final appearances in the seventies. The Millwall in the FA Cup, Arsenal winning two 0 at Arsenal. These are our iconic moments. Um, and you know, going back to the Arsenal game, that was a full strength Arsenal side we took on at Highbury and beat them. These are the moments, John. These are these are what live in you for forever.
2: And, and that's what football is, Nick. Football is moments because if it isn't for the moments, it's all just rubbish, and it? It's, it's just up a league, down a league. It's the moment you live for. It's, it's the Tim Cahill goal at, um, at Old Trafford. That's what people are in football for and it's, I don't know mate, I'm conscious this is going to go out after the, after the, Cardiff, the Cardiff game. Match. Everyone would have calmed down and if we've got a result out of that we'll all be feeling good again. But at the minute it just it's highlighted to me where that's all gone and I don't like being a side who don't take the FA Cup seriously.
0: No, I don't, I don't like being that kind of club. Um, I've never rated um, teams that, that do this. To see Millwall doing it is is hard. Um, to see one of the the club's greatest players and potentially a very good manager, not one of the greats yet, but he's on the way to to that that destination, to disrespect this competition like this, I I, I find it quite tough. Um,
2: For all that though, Nick, it's you know it's a team that. Should have been capable of going out and getting a result. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to come on to that point. Their abilities. Yeah, um, there were a couple of decent performances in there, no more than that, though. Um, it, it should have, you know, if we'd have got away with this, we wouldn't be talking like this now. If we'd have nicked a 1 0 win, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And indeed, we did it against Barnsley in the third round, didn't we? So, yeah, I mean. You, the, can, you can do it, but yesterday, the players just didn't. They didn't hit the ice at all, and whether that was the pitch, and they just were just not comfortable, never got the grips with it, as has been said, that's one thing. But you can't help but think a slightly stronger side, particularly in the first leg, we won't be having this conversation now.
0: No, I mean, the, the first leg was where the risk was taken, um, and, and it slightly blew up in Neil's face in that first leg. Um, but then to repeat the, the, the choice to field... The second string, as, as we'll call them. Um, I mean, if, if we didn't know it already, I think the first game, it's not first leg, it's the first tie, um, proved that the second string aren't really all that great. Um, last night, I'm, I mean, tell me different. I'm, I'm picking up a lot of um, online criticism for Elliot uh, Williams in midfield and Fred, so I don't know if they stood out last night to you, John. Elliot's a point. funny one,
2: Nick. Elliot, the start of the season... When it wasn't going well for us, so I, mean, I was down for the Ipswich game. He yeah. scored a couple, if I remember right, that night, um, and a few. He, he scored another one early on. I think he had about three in two games. He had quite a strong record at the start of the season, yeah. and he really looked yeah. apart. He was busy. He won an awful lot in the air, um, but when he starts games, he's a different player. It's really odd. Um, yeah, Fred's maybe, sad, maybe. Fred's another one, John.
0: Um, you know, well, I, Fred's I
2: seen... not a striker. No he no, isn't I, a striker. He's I... a pacey winger who can bring the ball out from the back. I don't see the point of playing him up front. I don't see that's his his position. I mean, hopefully, he goes on to prove me wrong, gets two hundred goals, and replays his podcast to us all in, the, in a fit <laughs> of vengeance. Um, but, uh, but until then, I'm going to stick to my guns. That's not a striker, there. Um I don't see that he's he's got the. He's not powerful enough to hold it up. While at the same time not being a poacher, so to me, if you're not one thing or the other, then I struggle a little bit with that one.
0: It's about consistency. Uh, I mean, Elliot. When if you'd asked me what, what about Tom Elliott at Leeds when he came in and nicked that yeah, goal again, for making make yeah. three all, um, coming on as a substitute, I would, I would, you know, as we all were. It's, it's maybe this is the moment where Tom Elliot kicks on, um, and then we we talk about Fred. I went to Reading uh, last Saturday. Fred didn't look too bad. He looked on the brink of promise. Um, and how many times have we said that, John? Um, on the brink of really pushing on. And you can't keep on being on the brink. It's, it's, you know, at some point you've got to deliver, haven't you?
2: You have. You have. Um, I just, I think his strongest position is he's, he's on one of the wings. Um, and running with a ball, particularly against tired legs. So, you know, maybe for the foreseeable, that's that's going to be Fred's role, sort of cover for one or other wing. Uh, I think it's telling that we bought another winger in during the course of the, the close, seat, uh, sorry, the transfer yeah, window. It was couldn't um, have played
0: last night, of course, Marshall. Um,
2: yeah, was out of it. Yeah, um, oh, that's, that's telling. And we got another striker in Tim Cahill up front to uh, to act as a bit of cover between now and the end of the season as well. So, I think that tells you a little bit that he doesn't really trust Fred as a starter in either position, but maybe I'm misreading that.
0: A little bit of silliness, uh, um, in my opinion. Um, I'd be interested in what you thought, that a pitch invasion, a little bit of abuse towards the Mill bench. I, th- I think it's it'll, it'll behoves Mill fans or staff or anyone to complain too much about abuse and pitch invasions. You know, it um, seems a bit hypocritical to me.
2: Yeah, let's... Uh... We'll gloss over that, shall we? I mean, it's nothing more than um, you know. They've won, it's all over I've the news again. <laughs> yeah, they've um, they've won a game they weren't expecting to win. They've it's the FA you know, Cup. Run onto the pitch, yeah. They celebrate. I can't complain on one hand that the FA Cup's lost its magic, and then when a group of excited supporters come on to celebrate, then I can't really complain at the other end of that. But no, um, it was. It's a few strings who get involved with the manager and try to. You know, have words with the, the Millwall bench. They all, um, and the Millwall fans as well, and they all scattered quickly enough. So, yeah. high spirits and a few strings, I think, is the way to way to put that. <laughs> we well, of at club at a day with all that sand on it. though it's uh, them Primark tracksuits aren't going to uh, aren't going to survive the wash with all that sand on
0: them. No, true. I mean, I I, I thought Rochdale deserved it based on what I saw on the BBC headlines. Head, head, uh... Highlights, not headlights. We were stuck in the headlights, weren't we? Fingers crossed for a
2: decent result guys. Cardiff.
0: That's great stuff. Big thank you to John Shipman, our northern correspondent. He went to Rochdale so that we didn't have to, dear listeners. Thank you mate, very much, John. Appreciate it. Pleasure, Nick.
2: Achtung, Mailball. Mailball.
0: Welcome back to the show, dear listeners. So we've got a few half-time tweets here. The uh, the old uh, 4G is doing its business for me tonight. Grumpy Grimace says that was a half of two halves. It was grumpy. We've done enough to be ahead. Marshall doesn't look out of place. Continue like this and it will be the three points that we sacrificed the FA Cup for. Score called This as he's put it on there. I think it must be a, uh, a, a mistype. Scarificed. That's quite like that word. That we scarify the, the FA Cup for. Parry MFC Windybank says hopefully see Cahill come and do his magic. Uh, Lion's Bite says dodgy opening for Romeo, but hopefully this will have a happy ending. Don't drink the potion at half time. Whatever potion that might be, I don't know. Great Comeback says Jules Lampy, one of the no Lu talking boys, of course. Which was the, uh, the the podcast I think I mentioned in, in action earlier on, one of the uh, plethora of, of podcasts that are around, including this humble offering of course. Great comeback says George Lambie, one of the ex Lions Live Radio, now gone independent. There's um, no loo talking on on the uh, on the on the on the Twitter. you can find him on there. Good show by the way, boys. I enjoyed it. Jane Jacob says Marshall is quality of a hand clap. Paul Regan says sign him up. In response. Jack TK, excellent last 30 minutes from us all over them. We, we did uh, make a good comeback from early. You know, being on the back foot earlier on, as we said, We're on the ropes at one point. We've made a strong comeback, and by the end of the first half, we well, looked the only team in the game, to be absolutely honest. Whether that can continue for the second half is the $64,000 question. Uh, this is Millwall, says, poor first 20 minutes with a goal that was totally avoidable. But all over them after that, well done, Wall. Now keep it up in the second half, you bastards. And on the WhatsApp, Doug Hume says, Marshall looks good. He does look good. Doug, I agree. Marlon okay after, after 10 minutes. We really should be leading. I think that's correct by the end of that first half. We really should be ahead. Mill Supporters Club half times they say Mill finished a half a lot stronger than they started which is positive Thought after the barrage of corners we would be sheep to the slaughter but Carlyth, Cardiff's early pressure has dwindled away mixed emotions but let us take the positives Mill halfway line after looking physically intimidated for the first 20 minutes we've muscled our way back into the match and with no little skill well played Mill Wall Lions coming back out for the second half having made Cardiff wait in accordance with the Millwall Regulation Act 1979. Speaking to the news at Den in the week, Neil Harris said that Cardiff will, no, will not be shrieking violence, and they have not been shrieking violence. And the Lions, I think, were a little bit overwhelmed at the start of the first half, but certainly have um, brought their A-game to, the, uh, to the party as the half wore on. We're going to be looking for some more of the same in the second half. And away we go, dear listeners. Cardiff attacking the away end. The Lions attacking the cold blow lane end in the second half. Cold night, a little bit of a breeze. The flags fluttering above the dockers stand opposite me. The glittering jewels of Canary Wharf glittering away in the distance. HSBC in the top of the tower, I see. The myriad red lights on the cranes. The construction that shows no sign of ending in London at the moment. 46 minutes, ball over the top. This is Marlon Raymond. A little bit of pressure, he almost neglects the 33 again. It's manages to retrieve the situation, does well he we made an error there almost at the, the 33 the score of the goal through again I think um, the 33's just got a slight whammy over, over Marlon at the moment, Tony Cliff just having a word with him down there, a word of encouragement I think but it was almost a, a critical error there by Marlon Rome, as it was we, we rode our luck, caught a break Wallace chasing down, Gregory's through this is Wallace, does well to get the ball there, he's, he's back to goal now, he's done well to work some space on the right hand side, 50 minutes on the clock, he, this cross is blocked unfortunately, Marlon's uh, pursuing, this is going to come to Hutchinson who launches it in a little bit more uh, industrially, it's going to run clear from the Cardiff defence. This is Cardiff pressing forwards at the moment, it's the 8, 33, coming down our left, he's got Wallace in front of him, tricky wing up, tricky wing up. A man prepared to take people on, which is something you don't see that much of in the modern game. It's 44 block shot there. That's wide from distance of the 24. There's a moment's um, hesitation there. Great block there by uh, Sean Hutchinson, and i has gone straight out to congratulate his man now. Uh, Hutchinson speaking to New Zealand, of course, informed Wardock he wanted to bring it on. The physical approach, bring it on, said Hutchinson. That was a fantastic physical block there of a, a goal-bound shot, 52 minutes. Once again, Cardiff probably made the better of the early early minutes of the second half. 54 minutes, first 10, clicking past. Um, I'd say Cardiff have probably had the, the better of those 10 minutes. And again, they've uh, they tried to reproduce that early physical start they started the first half with. Lions just need to get back into the into the rhythm of the game. This is Marshall, left side, 55th minute. Mill pressing forwards here. Can he get across he cuts inside? He has a go. That's step near post pushed round by the goalkeeper. That was... Well, you lot and I'm going to give it credit from this distance, the crowd behind the Colcroat. Oh, thought that was very, very close and that's pushed around by the goalkeeper for corner on the left-hand side. Morrison, although Wallace well, uh, running through on the right-hand side, a nice little pass-through from Morrison. That's going to go off the defender for corner, trying to get a quick cross in with the oncoming forwards. Mill corner on the right. and it comes, it's deep, it's central, it's headed the wrong way already. Pretty good performance, 60 minutes, the hour mark. Have t- again taken early pressure in the second half and now starting to, to find their gear again find their mojo Lyons crowd in, f- in fine voice the more the monk chong, call it what you will the mighty noise Picardy free kick though Longs forwards all inside the box it's bouncing around they're claiming a penalty no penalty there taken by Archer releases the ball long throw out towards Shed Wallace under physical man handling there Morrison breaks Lee Gregory takes now the play allowed to continue by the referee they've done well there this is Saddle 62nd minute over by the right corner flag now got Wallace inside of him lofted into the middle towards Steve Morrison falls to Marshall, Ezra here, a shot blocked. But it's sustained pressure by the Lions. Sandy Cleffaire just overstretched. And Cardiff break now, it's an open game, dear listeners. 33 down the left. There's another goal in this, it's just who's going to get it. He's a jinky little winger, this 33, he's a dangerous player. full headed through, and that's gone through to Jordan Archer. It's a fantastic English winter's night game of football. It's it's a, It's a battle none of this ticky tacky nonsense it's uh, it's full-on and fair play to Cardiff they've brought their physical A game too because they know they're going to match us and it's a great spectacle in my opinion purists won't like it but fuck the purists what do they ever do for us apart from the ideals of beauty philosophy and the highest uh, art, you know, artistic sensibilities but we don't care about that down here at Millwall so fuck the purists this is the kind of thing we like good on his it's a good atmosphere inside the Den, you can hear it, long throw towards Steve Morrison. Dispossessed there, it falls now to to Jay Pollock, There's it says an a penalty, shot on goal, goal's clear, goalkeeper takes under pressure there from Tunnycliffe, from Saville. 65 minutes. I want to mention Sean Hutchinson in defence, there's another rollicking tackle he's just made down there. Always an under-the-radar player, Sean Hutchinson, but he's, he's a contender for man of the match so far as well. In a physical battle, he's done very, very well so far. It's a raw night, red raw meat thrown to the dogs inside the den, 44 has gone down, Mill conceded possession there for him to get treatment, he's gone up again, hence the booing, Maydean, uh, Chuck berry song, Maydean, Maydean, there's some conversation going on out there, about Mill uh, presenting possession to Cardiff, it should be returned, they're not returning it, being utter cads and bounders. Welsh, the are Welshing on the deal. Drawing the ire of the crowd over there. Morrison's put himself around physically over there. Done well. Meredith. A bit of card throwing. Halfway through the half. At the den on a night like this. Where else would you want to be? What are you going to be doing? Where else in the world would you rather be than here, right now? Right here, right now. Like the album title says the oasis album free kick forward 71st minute for cardiff runs through that's a moment of hesitation but it runs clear for tunnycliffe finds wallace beautiful cheeky back hill finds marshall no one 2 he's got wallace overrunning him on the left hand side now beautiful move and oh, wallace's touch lets him down at the last that was a fantastic sweeping move there but went wrong at the end 71st minute. it's going to be a goal kick to uh, to, to cardiff be a bit cross into the box now. That's near post. It's headed clear by the Cardiff defender. Has gone down. Like he's been shot. The referee blows up. Can't wait to blow the whistle. Now he's all right. I wonder if the referee feels like he's been sold a turkey. Marshall's coming out. Fred's coming into the game. Good round of applause for Ben Marshall. Done well made a difference, made an impact to the game, it Has not looked at our place. I want to see some more Ben Marshall. There's a good round of applause from the Den for that contribution. So Fred's going to come into the game. 78 minutes. Ten minutes to go, 80th minute goes past. Still no sign of the prodigal son. They're just sitting off Cardiff a little bit at the moment, they're having a little bit more of the ball. And another free kick over on the right side there. It's going to be a free kick for Cardiff over on the right hand side. Chance for them to launch the ball into the box. In it comes, it's, it's deep, it's also, ball bounces down, it's last-ditch clearance there from Cooper, Fred's dispossessed, Got it back on the attack, Mill back in trouble again, the ball bounces up high, loops around, This bouncing around inside the mill box, Whistle's gone, disallowed goal, Whistle disallowed that for, the ball's put in the net by the full team, Given a free kick, I think he's given a Cardiff free kick and disallowed them a goal. Cardiff player down the, on the floor, bizarre. I, that, that well, if it had been us, you'd have been doing your nut, but that was that's uh, have given them a free kick just on the edge of the D. And they actually did put the ball in the net from the ensuing chance, so um, strange refereeing. Some might even call it incompetent refereeing if I was a Cardiff fan, which thankfully I'm not as it is it's worked in their favour but no you'd be doing your doing your nuts if, if that had been a mill situation 83rd minute it's gonna be a big chance here 33's on it free kick on the edge of the d fairly central good chance from the cardiff perspective they feel cheated by having that goal disallowed 33 goes up and takes straight into the wall that's looped up high Archer goes it's by over four hour goal kick he never looks convincing when Archer goes for these situations. He goes forward a little bit akin to John Inman in um, Are You Being Served? But as it was, the uh, header from the high looping ball as it hit the, the wall was put high over the bar. We'll catch a break there, dear listeners. I think there's no other way to put it. That looked like uh, a, a, a goal. <laughs> Cardiff starting start to look at the stronger of the two sides at the moment as we come down to the last five minutes of the game. the 33 coming down the left-hand side. Taking on Romeo, all that looked like a handball off of Jules of Savile, going for a corner. The ball played into Jules uh, Savile, and um, as they say, I've seen him given it, it. Him probably had a little bit of pace, so uh, I think we caught a bit of a break there. 86 minutes. Ball taken long and deep, headed back across goal, off the line. Wow, from Jules Savile. And Tommy Cliff now chases down the 33s, but they full fallen outside the whole game. He's still got the ball. That's going to go for a corner. Wallace supposed to go for a corner. more under pressure, dear listeners. It'd be nice to see us get out of our own half. That's deep, deep, deep. That's gone behind for a goal kick. It's tense stuff down here, dear listeners. That's why we come here. That's why we what we live for. We're adrenaline drama junkies, aren't we? We're up. We're down. We're bipolar. And after the um, you know the, the shambles of Rochdale in the week, there are people offering to send back their their season tickets and never going to come down here again. And then here we are in 87 minutes after a good full-blooded battle. And um, it's like that never happens. Or is that too much to say? Maybe you disagree with me there. So do let me know when you listen to the show. If you're still listening to it, of course. No under our pressure. Cloud urging them on. But keep the ball out of our net. Part of searching for the, uh, the vital win from their, their promotion uh, perspective. A draw probably not good enough for them, really. Long ball, long throw out towards Fred. Seen nothing of Fred so far, having a couple of errors. Chance for him to redeem himself coming down that left. He cuts inside. He does not redeem himself. He gets dispossessed. Frustrating player, uh, Fred. Call him Ken there. Wasn't Ken the drummer in Bros? According to Viz, he said the Bros brothers are in Ken. The one that was. Is always an interchangeable drummer, wasn't it? Well, there it is Tim Cahill number seven is coming into the game. 89th minute. Return. (laughs) Lee Grigory's coming up. Here he comes. 38, he must be one of the oldest players. I mean, I know um, Tim Carter was in goal at quite an age of 39, 40, I think. Um, Nigel Spink. Here he comes, Tim Cale, 38 years old. The return four minutes time now for Tim to make an impact that's one of the oldest front lines if not the oldest front line in Mill history with uh, Morrison and Cahill playing together 70 odd years between them Paul oh, breaks this is Cardiff coming forwards now puts it wide on the break oh my heart stopped there put through I thought it was going to get clipped for a penalty the 18th shot wide late that's a chance for them Lady Luck smiling upon us tonight dear listeners I'll tell you that much She's a cruel mistress, Lady Luck. Forwards from Wallace, trying to find Cahill. He chases it down. Ball runs out wide right. This is now um, Savile. Wallace, sorry, pulled into the box. That's hit the first defender, unfortunately. Another Cardiff long throw, dear listeners. Coming down towards the last minute of extra time, of injury time. This will be launched in. It's going to be headed away by, by Steve Morrison into the middle his ball's bouncing up and around surely that's an offside they're claiming a, a handball Cooper launches it clear there's the final whistle well that was what I call hard thought what Walnut's have a right go at the fourth official I think they're facing that as a penalty at the end there um, in real time I didn't I think we may- maybe catch it we caught a couple of breaks there tonight but that was a full-blooded physical battle and uh, the Lions have done well to come over point from what has been one of the better sides I've seen down here at the Den this season. Cardiff will feel cheated. Um, the goal, um, well, yeah, I mean, the referee pulled up the disavowed goal, gave them a free kick, and then they've had various chances, and then uh, the penalty shot at the very end there. But that was a full-blooded contest. The Lions will come out of it bloody but unbowed. 0-1, Cardiff City won. You're listening to Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombus. big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Huge welcome back onto the show to Harry Warren. Um, welcome back, H. That was a physical battle of fire and fury last night, mate, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, a physical physical battle of the mind, I think, would, be, uh, <laughs> would, would, not, be, uh, would not be what most neutrals said, but I reckon it must have been a cracking game on Sky, to be honest.
0: Well, funnily enough, I was just looking before we spoke this morning, and there's quite a few nice comments from people online, not Millwall fans... But people who actually enjoyed an old school, old fashioned, full blooded battle. It was I couldn't see how you could not enjoy that, albeit not a game for the purists, was it?
1: No, there was bits there was bits in it of nice football. I mean, our goal was a really nice move and it's I think a they had one move. or two, one or two uh, little passages of play they'd done well. We had a few nearly moments as well, sort of going forward setting off. But yeah, I think all in all that was what the championship is, isn't it? Or what it's supposed to be, I suppose. It's, what it's meant to
0: be. Uh, I a
1: mean, based pile of shit you watch every week, knocking it around, you know, in front of your back four? It's all well and good, but it does bore people to tears unless you've got someone that wants to wants to have a go. So
0: well, it's funny. I was I was just talking to my wife. She she's made her excuses and left me now. But um, I was just talking about the the ticky tacky style that we see so much of. Um, unless it's played by someone like Manchester City or a Barcelona in their pomp, it's just really boring to watch, isn't it? It's, it, it there's no f- no fire in the belly in that style, and we see a lot of it in the Championship.
1: Yeah, I think they call it using your brain. I think that's <laughs> we we like players to use heart and, uh, and passion. <laughs> That's probably why I don't like Tunnicliffe, because he probably uses his brain to pass the ball <laughs> sideways when I want him to go at someone and then get out and call the camp. You know what I mean? We're going to play
0: Tunnicliffe bingo, listeners, in future. How long before Harry slates Tunnicliffe? Oh, <laughs> right. There's a couple of minutes worth in there.
1: He's not the, he's
0: not the key one today. No, I, I didn't think he did too badly last night. Um, let's Let's go through the game. Uh, early setback, I must admit I feared the worst when that goal went in, Harry, didn't you? Four minutes in, decent strike, but from an error.
1: Um, I mean, I think it's got to go back to, to the, the, um, the yellow card in the first minute. I think um, that was key on the game for me. Um, and I think it really, really did fuck the referee for the rest of the game. It was late, it was right in front of me, but it wasn't a yellow card challenge. Well, it might, It might have been a yellow card challenge if he'd already made a challenge in the game. But Romeo got booked, and I think he was still thinking about the booking when when he'd done that mistake. He was trying to make up for the booking. He was up against a bloke who seemed to, if not have the beating of him, definitely had sort of the better share of the spoils, shall we say, in Hoylett. And yeah. really, from there on, I mean, he gets back from from his mistake, and you see it in the footage I've seen it this morning again. He can take one for the team and sort of clip his back of his legs as he sweeps the shoot, but obviously he's going to get booked and sent off. So he chooses not to. And thinks, oh well, we we'll, we'll let him shoot from twenty five yards. Obviously, forgetting that we have the man that you couldn't put the sandy, uh, sandy newspaper underneath when he dives, Jordan an Archer. So um... <laughs> I mean,
0: there had been a certain, a certain measure of hype leading into the game. It reminded me of a boxing match in some ways. There was uh, Sean Hutchinson inviting Neil Warnock to bring it, and Warnock um, I think was making comments about they're going to come to battle and. No quarters were going to be given. I just wondered whether the referee had picked up on that prelim and um, thought, well, I'm going to take control from the very start. I, I, I thought he was a poor referee overall. I mean, I, I know we get them week in, week out, but he was one of the poorer ones for me.
1: Yeah, I think it's when you give a yellow card, you've got nowhere to go other than a red no, card. No Otherwise, way. everything's a yellow card challenge.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: you know, that that's, that's sort of a bit of an head-to-go moment, isn't it? I've got 89 minutes now to keep Millwall fans from kidding me and Cardiff fans from Kenyon because he was equally poor for both sides.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, mean, we'll come on to the disallowed goal later, but, I mean, I would have been doing my nut if that had been Millwall having a goal removed from them to to award a free kick outside the penalty area. You know, another poor decision, one that went for us, but it's out of the same playbook, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean... the best thing is, yeah, you could turn around and go to the Cardiff fans. Well, yeah, we had one at Brentford and we lost the fucking game. You, you know what I mean? We didn't even get a point out there. We had, we missed the penalty that it was brought back for there. You know, the one at Forest on the first day of the season when, yeah, Greg yeah. scored. You know, we've had we've had loads um, go against us, so it was about time one fucking fell for us. But you know, they say they balance out over the season. I still would think room arrears when it comes to a uh, dodgy refereeing decisions. But I'll take that one last night all day long. I think it was
0: it was an intense atmosphere in the ground. 13,000 did I see as as the crowd. Pretty good on a Friday night. It's on live television. Um, the Referee goes to pieces slightly, I think. And, and as you say, he's, he's got nowhere to go once he's shown a yellow. It's, you know, you, you probably don't want to send men off, but you, you really put a, a, a rod across your own back then at that stage. Um, so yeah, early set back with a goal, a Romeo error. It's got to be, you know, made accountable. It was his error. And a decent strike from the 33 from outside the box. Um, I thought in the first quarter, Harry, we were on the back foot, up against it.
1: Yeah, they they come and didn't let us settle. Really, normally teams turn up and sort of it's that's a millwall 15 minutes, isn't it? Normally, yeah. I, you know, you normally steamroll with teams and you should be two or three up. But uh, yeah, they were they were set up in a typical Walnut battling <laughs> style of we'll fight you when we go up for the ball when we think we can win it and we'll fall to the floor if we don't win it and hold our head to ask arm, leg, fucking whatever you want. And, uh yeah, yeah, you know, it's the typical style. I think they were they were a nice football playing side when they had it, but they are just unlovable, aren't they? They're a bit like Don Revy's Leeds. Yeah, same now. thing.
0: I've written um, Cardiff Bullies and an Arrow Down to Cardiff Divas as one of my notes on my, my um, notebook here. I mean, they did go to ground a lot. They did take forever to reform after the goal. They, they took forever over everything, didn't they, once they were ahead? which I know is the modern way, but it's part of modern football I hate, even when we do it, to be absolutely honest with you, Harry. I don't like to see it. Um yeah.
1: I love it when we do it. <laughs> like, I absolutely love it. The only, why, the only reason why I love it when we do it is because I'm fucking fed up of everyone else doing it to us. It's just we might as well... I want us to be the biggest punts in the division. That's, that's what I want us I, to be. I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: yeah. think we matched them on that front last night. Um, what a beautiful equaliser. What a move. I thought that was... I mean, Morrison had hit the crossbar a few moments earlier. But I thought that equalising goal and the finish from Lee Gregory was absolute top draw, Harry.
1: Oh yeah, it, it was a fantastic goal. I mean, Morrison hit the bar earlier with with a great, great effort. Really, he I did. mean, he, yeah. I think Walnut had said that that Sol Bamba, their centre half, when Virgil Van Dyke went for 75 million was worth 100 million. I'd well, like to I'd like to work out how much um, I'd like to work out how much Shaun Hutchinson and Jake Cooper are worth then, because I mean. Well, did, yeah, if he can spend a yeah. hundred million on both of me, he he can. Um but right. yeah, the uh the move itself, Wallace sort of a done nothing really, sort of first fifteen minutes, and then sort of Morrison played him in and he, he was alive, you know. Yeah. took that one opportunity and it was a great ball. It was the only ball that he could play. It was the only it had to be a perfect cross for it to end up with there. It gave Gregory time, sort of he adjusted himself really well to give him credit, but it gave him time to sort of think about it and he's just it first time, first time finish and beat the goalkeeper with power and pace. You know absolutely, what
0: I mean? absolutely. I thought it was a fantastic finish. Um, you know, if it had been a foreign player that had done that, we'd be raving about it, as as the cliche has it. But beautiful, beautiful strike, and then chances to to go ahead before half time, which um, you know to to make a comeback to have been out of it in the first quarter of the game and then finish the the, the first half so strongly. I thought it was a real tribute to the spirit of the side. In in what's been a curious week, because we've had the, the the Rochdale debacle on Tuesday, where people were questioning the spirit of the side and their their their, their the effort. But you couldn't have faulted that last night, could you? Because at the end of the first forty-five, I thought we were the superior team going into the dressing rooms.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I think after the sort of first fifteen twenty minutes that Cardiff had to come back and play sort of the second half of the first half, if you like. Yeah. Um, it was only one team in it. It was them hanging on. It was sort of like they'd got their goal and they didn't really know what to do, sort of to hang on. Really, they were just they'd come to nick a one 0 win, I think. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't go Tuesday, so I'm speaking from what I was listening to. Mm. It sounded like me all didn't fancy it, which you know happens from time to time. I don't get the online fury of <laughs> after people that come out and people returning
0: their their season <laughs> tickets and never going to go again, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, to be honest, fuck off. Um, I, I you know, I've been to all the cup games, all the cup games so far this season, and it's one man and his dog over there. Just because we've got the chance to play Tottenham, you all seem to have lost. You know, are Tottenham that much? Are you really bothered about Tottenham? I, I mean, before we played them last season, I know I'm not from, I'm not from fucking se sixteen, fucking. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm from Essex, but you know, if it was West Ham, I'd be. Fucking ripping the air out is Tottenham, you know. Um, you know, I before last night I thought maybe I know it's a long way, we're equally as close to the playoffs as we are the relegation zone. So, if you think we're not going to get in the playoffs, we're not going to get in the relegation zone. But it's a lot simpler to lose four games on the bounce than it is to win four games on the bounce in this division. So, yes. I can understand, I can understand, I understand people wanting to play Tottenham, I wanted to play Tottenham, but I'm not. You know, it's Millwall on a Tuesday night away at Rochdale. You knew what was going to happen before it even happened, didn't you? You've always supported him long enough to know what was going to happen. So I
0: mean there's I can get the thinking that Neil Harris has brought to the table at Rochdale. He's named the second string eleven there. Um largely second string anyway. It should have been good enough to do the job at Rochdale, and the fact that it wasn't good enough probably is a there's a message in that for him going forwards. He wanted to balance his resources, didn't he? I mean, we saw the effort that was going to be required last night. He, he must have known what Cardiff were going to bring, and how much was going to be needed. So to to rest your players, largely speaking, on Tuesday, I, I, I get the thinking. I, you know, it's not worked out as many would have wanted it to, but you know, that's that's football, isn't it? Um, on to the second half, Harry. A much more open game. I thought both sides would have. You know, um, as the half progressed, both sides felt they could win it. They could press on and get that goal that was going to be decisive.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a lot more even setting half. I just want to say I thought Ben Marshall was brilliant on his debut. To he be was. honest, um, you know, um, any probably not a not a blood, sweating sort of swashbuckling winger, but a very cultured winger. Um, yeah. Very, very good with the ball at his feet. Something that people told me Ferguson was supposed to be, but um, I won't go into that. Um, but yeah, he he looked a bit more. He like he could use both feet. Maybe not a great crosser with his left than he is with his right. But he he was was everywhere. He, we had we had balance for the first time. You know, what I mean, yeah. we, we sort of could go but- through Wallace or we could go through Marshall. Obviously, he faded and presuming, match fitness a little bit, but. You know that's that's a good sign. I'm I'm guessing he's probably not wanted by Wolves at the end of the season. So you know he's he's after one performance. I know it's saying a lot, but he's no worse than what we've got. You know, what I mean, it was oh, a first
0: a good good first performance. I mean, you're right, only one, but um, it was a good good opening. You know, opening uh, performance. I felt, and it does give us balance. I thought Jed. Jed, Jed, when he's on his on his game, is his top drawer. Um, but Marshall doesn't look that far behind him. So, you know, hopeful signs. Um, what did you make of the disallowed goal, Harry? I, I in real time, I, I, I felt, you know, it would, if it had been us, I'd have felt very cheated by that that decision. They they did get the ball in the net, and then the referees pulled it, the play up to give them a free kick outside the box.
1: I mean, I haven't I haven't watched it back. I thought he was no, offside. I... I thought he was offside in real time. Anyway, did
0: you? Okay. Uh,
1: but I don't know if that's the forlorn Millwall. Millwall put their hands up, so he must be offside. Um, <laughs> so um, I, I thought it, he was offside again. Archer, fucking Archer. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I mean, it makes a. You know, it's a bit like the Brentford one. Should there be a rule introduced where they play advantage if you score? But then did the defence here? hear the whistle and stop playing you know you play to the whistle the whistle goes you stop so justice was done in the sense that probably Millwall deserve to get a point out of the game I
0: just want to cover hashtag the return before we <laughs> go on to our, our player performances um, oddly it was incidental <laughs> on a very dramatic night I mean after all the hype and the the build-up and and um, you know the, the hoopla um, when it finally came on the 89th minute it was a I thought it wasn't a distraction, but it was a bit of a, ooh, you know, slightly anticlimactic feel to it for me. But what a great reception Tim got It didn't make much difference to the game, but it was a good reception for him.
1: Yeah, I think he should have been given twenty minutes, but I don't know if he can run twenty minutes. Maybe you know. not yet. No. <laughs> you know, maybe not yet. But um, he. I mean, how good would it have been? I, I suppose you get the. It was perfect. Sky cameras. It was It was always going to happen. You knew he was coming on last night because he was printed on the front of the programme. Um, <laughs> so, you, you knew it was happening. Um, but <laughs> if they'd swung it in and he hadn't blown up and it, it fell to him in the box, didn't it? If it had already been blown up for a free kick yeah. or whatever. But if it had fallen to him and he smashed it in, you know, the, the roof would have come off the place. But... Um, About five or
0: six effective (laughs) minutes to play with, and um, you know, it would have been fairy tale stuff, wouldn't it? But there are no fairies in real life, dear listeners. Um, Jordan Archer in goal, he's got 5.9 on the news at Den that high. That high, (laughs) what would you give him, Harry?
1: Uh, I'd give him a shot and put him down. I think six, (laughs) that's the the fairest thing for him, isn't it? God.
0: (laughs) He, he flaps. He's, awful. he's um, so
1: bad, Nick. Honestly, he's, he's it's painful watching. It's painful watching now. I I've never seen a Millwall player go just lose confidence, and it's not home or away. I'd understand if it was away from home, like he was putting in worse performances than he is at home. But he is totally gone. There's something not right upstairs. It's a David Fould style crisis of confidence, and he doesn't do anything right. There's not one thing last night I can say, oh, that was good by Archer. That was the right decision by Archer. He comes and punches things when he gets nowhere near things. He could have been a penalty. He knocked their bloke clean out. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know. Um, I know what you mean. He, he, Jack- he
0: either, either come, comes like Mr Humphrey's in, Are oh, you being served, or he's, um, like you say, he's trying to knock people out in accidentally. I don't think he doing do it on purpose. But, um Said, no, I know what you mean, it's uh, it's a worrying...
1: You know, the one the one in the first thing. half, the bloke whips it in from the left-hand side, and it's straight at him, and he's fucking about with the Cardiff the Cardiff centre-forward, who's standing on him, and he's well clear of him, and he gets there, and he sort of just does a... he had all the time in the world, seemingly, with dip, and he palms it over the crossbar. I mean, all right, I've seen him do that at, at, SWAT, at Sunderland and he tried to palm it out over the crossbar and he yeah. palmed it into his net. So yeah. I suppose he's improving in that statement, but he just, you know, 25 yards out again in this division, 25 yards. QPR realised that he can't save anything from 25 yards when they come to the den and they shot from 25 yards all night. They didn't get any joy, but that's what they did. Walnut's a, a clever manager probably told them to take long shots whenever possible. The first one they had, which was the first shot of the game, it goes in. He he doesn't dive. If you watch other keepers, top keepers, when they dive, they spring. They sort of get all the way across the goal with pace and power and agility. Our goalkeeper falls down like a dustbin being blown over in the wind. It's just, it's for such a, he had such a great start at Millwall. Such promise,
0: yeah, I know what you
1: mean. And I don't want want to be on Archer. I don't want to, but it's, you know, he didn't, it wasn't his fault for the goal. I'm not trying to say, I'm saying he could have done better. And I think all goalkeepers normally think they can do better when they get beat from distance. But he, it's everything else. It's the corners. It's all this. And that can't be good for the back four. It can't be good for the team. It, it, It can't. You can't. You know, remember how we went, when we had Ford under, um, I can't remember if it was under jacket or if it was under Rollaway. It was in that era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah he went, he sort of was, all of a sudden you went to a point where the back four, they'd be under pressure with three people pressing and they couldn't go back to, they couldn't a back pass back to full because they were so worried that he'd fuck it up. You, you know what I mean? And it's,
0: yeah. it's
1: not far away from getting there. I mean, we're getting away with it at the moment, but it, it won't take many more fucking fuck-ups and... Even the players will be asking for him to be dropped,
0: you know. Monumental performances from Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper last night. Sean got an eight point three on the news at Dan, seven point seven for Jake Cooper, and a seven point nine for James Meredith. Marlon Romeo a, a tad unfairly coming in with five point eight. I he made a couple of errors, but he was up against it against that number thirty three, wasn't he? Um, I think it's slightly undermarked Marlon there, but the rest of the defence I thought were monumental last night.
1: Yeah, I think I think Meredith had a brilliant game, probably up there with one of his best for Millwall. Um I definitely think since Kale's come in, I think he probably fancies a run to the World Cup, to be honest. Why like,
0: not? I, yeah, why not? I
1: think he hasn't had a, I don't think he's ever been called up for the Australia squad and probably fancies that he stars Kales there to uh, yeah bring the
0: coverage.
1: Some, uh, yeah, yeah, to give him give him the thing. I thought again, as you said, I thought Cooper and at and I mean, fuck knows what Fulham were doing letting Hutchinson go um, because he's fantastic. Some um, of the
0: blocks he made last night, Harry, physically and Jake, to be honest. Um, but Hutchinson, we're talking about. I mean, some of the challenges, some of the the willingness to put himself on the line. If he makes an error, he's, he's straight back, you know, at it to make it good again. Um, a great player, a real Millwall
1: player. Yeah, future captain, definitely. With Absolutely goes goes away, um. But as you were saying about Romeo, I think Junior Hoylet. I think that's the number thirty-three. 31st, 30. yeah. He, uh, I think he's gone for a cumulative in his career over fifty million quid. Yeah. Um, you know that's the difference. What did we get Marlon from for a packet of tracksuits of Gillingham or <laughs> Arsenal? You know, what I mean, so, um, <laughs> he, done, he done well. Um, after he's after he's era, You know, he looked he looked um you know obviously he's my side in the first half and he looked absolutely distraught yeah. so it, was nice, it was nice to see to be honest because um,
0: shows, shows he cares That it shows
1: he cares and Wallace come back and put his arm around him and so so did Archer whatever Archer yep. got up berated him you know <laughs> so, I suppose Archer's got to blame so he, he he gets all self-blame and self-loathing out when anyone else makes a mistake um, So we're going
0: to set you up with the Archer fan club after the, the Tunnycliffe fan club um on whose subject we got midfield: George Savile six point six, Ryan cliff seven point two. Um, Tannecliff better than Savile last night for you, Harry?
1: I think they were both a bit anonymous, weren't they? Um, they I don't think they did
0: that badly. Um, no, it was no, a battle.
1: Not, yeah, not in that sense. It was just a physical battle. They didn't really have um, a lot of the ball. Um,
0: not, no time either.
1: No, so I, I don't know. I I I'm going to state this. He does look, they they need to wear different colour boots. I'm, I'm telling you this now, because I'm sure people don't realise who the other one is. And Gregory's got a bit of the tonic from distance about him as well, wearing the same colour boots. Well, you can
0: imagine how it is for me, trying to do a podcast. I mean, I, how many times in my, my live bits do I correct myself when I see it's, so I've named the wrong person? And what with Marshall and... um. Um uh, Gregory both looking similar. It's 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 very confusing. I think they should have different no
1: think I gonna have to get different colour boots. It's the only <laughs> thing because there is no way Ryan Tunnicliffe does after things that you were all saying. There is just not. No. I'd love to see his heat map. I'd love to see it. Someone I'm gonna write into that Twitter account up to Joe. Please fucking sit there and watch Ryan Tunnicliffe's next ninety minutes and please tell me how many passes go forward or how many passes go back to Jake Cooper. Um <laughs> But he done he done alright. I can't, you know, I'm not going to turn around and say he done anything wrong when he didn't. He just he just isn't for me, you know. He might. No. A bit like Livermore wasn't for everyone. I suppose I'll have to swallow a ton if it is for some of you strange people that like. Quite <laughs> quite.
0: But
1: um, you know, uh, he is what he is. Savile made me absolutely I love him even more when he took the piss out of their twenty, their number twenty-four. I think joined right. on that from from a big club I don't know if it's in this country or abroad but he's he's got international pedigree. I think his name's Grucic or something like that Okay, I missed this Uh, he turned around and said when he went in for the 50-50 near the end of the game and Morrison sort of knocked it out for a throwing he bottled it completely and uh, (laughs) George turned around and told him that he's told him so (laughs) told him that his arsehole went, so that was quite, that was quite, yeah, you know, and that was quite apt, considering the fact that 30 seconds later, they brought that bloke on on the right-hand side, who then, his own player touched him on the back, and he went down holding his arsehole, so, uh, that, which was a strange, strange, you know, how you talk about your psychedelic music, That was a weird moment in my whole life, seeing a bloke roll around with his own player and touched him on the back, Um
0: We've mentioned Marshall, seven point four, nice, nice performance. Jed Wallace got seven point three. Um, I'm a little bit more. I thought he was a little bit more effective than seven point three. I, I mean, the cross into the box was um, perfectly weighted for Gregory's equaliser. Um, I suppose I'm I'm a little bit biased. I, I just like Jed Wallace. I think he brings that X factor to the side.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I love Jed as well. I mean, Jed makes you feel like you're 14 again. did not he? Yeah. he? Makes you sort of have that favourite player. Um but yeah, I I I like I like Jed. I thought Marshall was brilliant as well. You know, it, it's progress. The side's getting better, don't you know, the first, at least the first team side. I mean the bench last night looked strong ish. Minus yeah. minus two or three. Um yeah. but you know, we're we're getting there, you know, you're not it's a it's a building season, isn't it? It's that we won't you know, it was survive relegation and whatever you get on top of that's a bonus and Touchwood, we're looking like we're going to do that, and we'll see what the recruitment team can pull out in the summer. I mean, so they, exactly, love a free, yeah, they, they, they love they a free, them,
0: they'll find them. I wasn't aware of Ben Marshall, um, you know, and I suppose to to a degree, that's that's and some of the other signings, Harry Toffolo, we didn't see him last night, but they do seem to find these players. Um, I just want to mention on Jed before we move to the front two. Uh, one thing Jed's known for his attacking play, Harry, but he does the defensive work too. Some of his tackling back is pretty good, so he's he's an all rounder, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's proper wall, I think. I yeah. think he, he buys into the you know we'll we'll love you if you lo- if you lose the ball going forward. If you run back twenty yards to win it back, we love you even we love more. You more. You know what yeah.
0: I mean? So that's the Lee Gregory syndrome. He does the same. I mean, the eight point six for Lee Gregory and a nine for Steve Morrison, star man. Fair marks for both. I thought they did, uh, did an immense job last night, both.
1: Yeah, they had a fantastic game. They looked back to sort of their League 1 self. You know, they were they were interchanging passes. And I suppose it helps them, you know. I, you know, you keep talking about the Kale effect. I'm sure Kale can give them more... more um, sort of nice then than Elliot can, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. You yeah. know, it's got to scare you more sitting there and seeing a man who's played in four World Cups other than a man who's played in, well, <laughs> probably dropped four Cups in the training room, you know what I mean? But,
0: the South East Counties League <laughs> yeah, Cup Final.
1: <laughs> the, the AFC Wimbledon Challenge Trophy. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's going in the right direction. I, I know Tuesday was disappointing and everything, but, you know, we're we're moving in the right direction. The club seems to be set up to to move forward. You know, it, it's all promising. You've got a man in charge that, that cares about the club. You've got a chairman that seems to want to back him in terms of wages. All right, we're not going to go out and we're Millwall. We're not going to go and buy a two, three, four million pound player, are we? I mean, Cardiff's number 44 last night. They bought on the last day of the transfer window for six million quid. I mean, Millwall... I don't think we spent £6 quid in the last 20 years accumulatively. No, lead. I mean
0: we have £6 million to spend, do we? A couple of quotes from the net, from Twitter I've got here, Harry. Bermondsey Boy says, uh, the only thing he'd have done different last night would have been to have brought Cahill on earlier instead of Fred. Uh, Fred played like Daniel Day-Lewis in my left foot at Christy Brown when he came on, and he got a 3.7 on the, um, on the News at Den ratings. Um, just on the Fred... It's a bit of a last chance saloon for him. I mean, working with Cahill, I hope, gives him that nous, the You know, the um, the the ability to see the space, make the run, everything that we we keep expecting from Fred that we don't see. If you can't learn from Tim Cahill, Harry, I think you're right. It's you know, back to Wick and wander isn't it? It's I, I can't see what else he can do with us.
1: Yeah, see, I, I I don't think it is that. I think it's we don't find him. Um, I think. Rochdale at home was the perfect example of that. I watched him, I sort of it was such a boring fucking game that I sort of went sort of journal little or journal and uh, mm. just watched him and he points where he wants the ball and he makes the run, but Millwall don't look for him because we haven't got a target man there. Yeah. Yeah, we don't look, we haven't got a player, which we still don't really, we haven't got a player that picks the ball up in the centre of midfield and chips it over the back four and puts sort of, you know, we tried to last night. Maybe Marshall will do it for him. But, you know, um, we don't have a perfect sort of football player, obviously because we're Millwall, but we don't have a player that can pick a ball up and see that run early. The earlier he makes the run, you know, and especially in this league, the earlier you seem to make the run, just because you split the back four, you're automatically off-spied. You are automatically can't, you can not have beat him for pace. You can't have read the play. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think you're right. I think it is up for him in midfield and I think you're right he needs to learn. But I don't know I feel like there was so much expect expectation with Fred that it's almost not fair. You know, Aidan took a while to get into it and I'm trying to defend Fred. Not because I want him to not because I've got any affiliation with Fred. I'm just thinking that, you know, sometimes look at Marquez. Marquez did go out and score twenty odd goals last season. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we do if they're one of our own or if they're an academy player, Millwall seem to be, we're very unforgiving when it comes to that. I think, you know, there's chances. It is an higher level. Maybe he would have been better off this season going out on loan for a season in League One. You know what I mean? A a full 30-game season. Whereas, you know, maybe now we could probably afford to do that to start the season. The cupboards were bare, as they said. So sometimes we have to admit that that's probably the best we can afford. It's not necessarily everyone knows their shit, but there's not really much we can do about it. It's Fred like... A,
0: Fred always puts me in mind the old Malcolm and Wise sketch where Andre Previn says, stop, you're playing all the wrong notes. And uh, Eric Malcolm turns around and says, I'm playing all the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> that's Fred. <laughs> that is Fred. That is freaking
1: great analogy Fred. I'm
0: going to close out with a fantastic quote by a... Pezza from Twitter, Harry. Pezza says that's a fucking top result. Wood- Would have 100% took a point beforehand. Can everyone stop cunting Harris off now? Blokes are fucking ledge. Everyone makes a mistake along the way, even the top managers in the world. Tuesday's gone, now move on. I think that's Shakespeare, Pez, and um, I know what you mean, mate.
1: Fairly
0: Bers- Shakespeare. <laughs> I approve of that message.
1: <laughs> Be- and Tommy Wall approves of this message. <laughs>
0: Big thank you to Harry Warren giving up his Saturday morning. Really appreciate it, H. And um, no show next week, listeners. I'm away next weekend. So we'll probably be back with a, a, a midweek special. I think we've got Sheffield Wednesday on the Tuesday um, and then back to the regular weekend show the week after. So big thank you to Harry Warren.
1: No problem, mate.
0: And talk to you all soon. Arriva Millwall. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.